Welcome. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, it's, um, it's very strange to be here on Father's Day and to be called a father. It's um, Emma's uh, 19 weeks pregnant, so um, next week we will probably be finding, hopefully be finding out whether we've got a boy or a girl. Uh, and actually, in fact, whilst I've got you all here, um, I want to know what everyone thinks, whether we're having a boy or a girl. I, I just like to ask it of everybody. It's just really intriguing to see. So if you think it's going to be a boy, raise your hand. Okay, cool. If you think it's going to be a girl, raise your hand. Uh, it's pretty even. Interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Most of the people that I've asked, um, the majority actually think it's going to be a boy, so we'll find out how everyone's um, word of knowledge prophetic gifts are, but uh, I'm not so sure myself, so, um, but I'm, obviously we're going to be stoked no matter what. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely strange um, to be called a father. A- anyway, anyway. Um, I'm actually here preaching this morning uh, because Andy uh, a few weeks ago had a dream and in that dream I was preaching. Um, I, I, and he told me about the dream and he said, well, would you like to preach? And I thought uh, my initial, inter- my internal monologue uh, was something along the lines of, well, man, I don't feel like I'm ready to preach again yet. I don't really feel like I've got much to say, but you know what? I'm going to trust that God knows what he's doing when he gives Andy a dream about me preaching. <laughs> I'm going to trust Andy that he knows that it was a God dream. Um, I'm going to trust that Andy, you know, is calling me out. So I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens. So here I am. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's something of, uh, well, worthy of the next 25 minutes. And I'm sure it will be. <laughs> Um, Sasha, can you put up that first slide for me? That'd be great. Um, oh, actually, before I do that, speaking of dreams, last night I woke up at about 1am after a nightmare. Uh, it's very strange for me to, uh, it's very rare that I actually have a dream and even rarer that I remember having dreams uh, um, uh, and remember what's in them. Uh, it was just interesting that last night, the night before I, uh, I've got an opportunity to come before you all, that I, I wake up at 1am with a nightmare and actually remember it. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know whether it was just the food that I ate last night um, or whether it was just, you know, maybe the anxiety of me coming up here and preaching. I don't know, but I thought maybe, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence. So I wondered whether there was maybe someone or people in the room or maybe even online who uh, recently have been struggling with nightmares and night terrors. Um, and if that is you, I would love for you to stand up or even just put a comment um, online. Um, feel free to stand up right now. Um, the, the second thing was that in the dream um, that there was... Uh, a person in the dream and she had this thought of the future and it scared her like like crazy. Uh, she was thinking about the future and she just absolutely freaked out and there was this blood-curdling scream. Um, and so I wonder whether there is people in the room or maybe online who, um, who have just 
recently have just been having massive amounts of anxiety around uh, looking at the future uh, and what it might behold. It's like this impending doom, like something bad is coming. Um, and so maybe, uh, maybe if that's you, I'd love for you to stand up as well. Uh, and if you are not stood up, um, or you're not a person that has commented online, um, I'd love for you to um, gather around these people, uh, lay hands on them, and let's just pray for them really quick. Is that all right? Can you pray with me? Yes? Yes. Cool, cool. Let's, let's do this. God, right now, uh, come on, pray with me. Uh, God, right now, we just uh, declare your goodness over these people. We declare heaven over these people. Um, I thank you that you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. So right now, we put our, our focus and our attention on you and we declare that the Prince of Peace would come into these people's lives right here and right now. Um, I speak against nightmares and night terrors um, and, and that from this, this day forward that they would stop. Uh, and I thank you, God, that you, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know the plans and the thoughts that you think towards us, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. And that those thoughts that you have towards us outnumber the grains of sand that there are on planet Earth, that they just keep on coming and coming and coming. And so, God, right now, I declare a renewing of these people's minds, that, uh, that there would be goodness uh, and kindness overflowing them every every days of their life, uh, instead of the anxiety and the fear, that the perfect love would melt away the fear of the future, that they would be able to rest in you, the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Cool. All right. Um, Cool. So I'm, uh, I want to share some thoughts with you this morning. Um, they're not necessarily 100% accurate, 100% correct. They're just my thoughts and opinions. Uh, we all prophesy in, uh, in part and know in part. And so this is just the Connor perspective. Is that all right? Uh, do, what, do with it what you will. Uh, but I, I'm just here to throw some stuff out and see what happens. All right. Uh, but I think we can all agree on this. We as the church, we as the body of Christ, we're called to transform the world until it looks like heaven. Uh, keep on going and going and going. And I think for me, that would be how I would define revival. Uh, it's not just some glory cloud meeting thing at church within the four walls. It's actually the systemic, continuous, unrelenting flow of heaven coming to earth. And the way that ha that happens is us as Christians going out into the world. See, the, the church is more than just the four walls. The church is more than just the two hours or what should be an hour and a half this morning, hopefully will be an hour and a half, um, if I speak quickly enough. Um, it's more than just the two hours on a Sunday morning. It's about what we do for the rest of the 166 hours that we have every week. Right? It's about going into the world going and making disciples of all nations. Going, we're called to go into the world. We're called to go into our families, into education, into government, into politics, into media, into the arts like music and cinematography and dance and the fine arts. We're called to go into business and finance and e-commerce uh, and commerce and even e-commerce. Um, and that's where we're called to establish the kingdom of heaven. 
right? That's where, that's where the kingdom of heaven is actually needed. I mean, I flip, we need it too. I mean, don't get me wrong. The church needs it too. Uh, we're all a bunch of munters giving it a go. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we need it too, but, but the world needs it as well, right? It's not just for the church. The, the, the whole world needs it. The gospel is for all creation. Not, just, not even just mankind. It's for all creation. The world needs us to go out and keep on going until the whole earth looks like heaven. Now, the questions come and the disagreements come when we start asking questions like, how? What does that even look like? Um, And so this morning, I want to kind of uh, put some, uh, how do I put this? Uh, give like some some maybe like rules of engagement <laughs> in how we go out into the world and communicate with the world. Because right now, if I was to ask the world, hey, what do you think of Christianity? What do you think of the church? What do you think the kind of response is that, what do you think the kind of responses that we would get? Not good? Anything specific? We're hypocrites. Anyone else? We're strange. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're a strange bunch. Anyone else? We're boring. Yep. Yes, we do. Come on. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. We do get some positive stuff too. It's not all negative. We do get some positive things. Happy people. Yeah. Yep. But there is a lot of negativity out there too. So what I want to do is is kind of give us uh, some biblical rules of engagement uh, around how we can interact with the world. Because whilst there is a lot of, uh, of positivity, you're right, there is also a lot of negativity. Um, and, and, and I think we could do with changing how we appear to the rest of the world. Uh, but again, this is the Connor perspective. I'm open to being wrong about this. Um, so let's turn to Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Uh, you can flick up the next slide, Sasha, as well. Let's get a little bit fruity. Talk about the fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, but I'm also going to be reading from the Passion Translation this morning. Uh, You'll find out why shortly, but I'll start off in the NIV. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Um, Just give me a second. I need a drink. Uh, Verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom 
to indulge the flesh. Oh, I've got to stop there. Sorry. The flesh in this context is not talking about the flesh, like the human body, our heart and soul. It's talking about the, uh, the sinful nature, the selfish desires uh, that, we, that we all have. Um, but when we, when we met Christ, we became new creations. The old was gone and the new has come. And the new is the div- what, what Peter describes as the, uh, the divine nature and what Paul in, uh, in this passage here will, will talk about uh, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, walking by the Spirit. Uh, so the flesh in this context is this, the selfish nature. Uh, I'll probably just talk about selfish nature instead of using the word flesh, just to not confuse you. So, but do not use your freedom to indulge the selfish nature. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Uh, the, passage, uh, the message translation adds a wee bit on the end there and it goes, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. And the message translation adds, and where will your precious freedom be then? I'll leave that to speak for itself. Uh, Verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the selfish nature. For the selfish nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit uh, desires what is contrary to the selfish nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now that's a little bit confusing here, there and everywhere. Basically, what it's saying is there's two ways of living and you can choose which way you want to live, but they're, they're quite opposite to each other. One is walking by the Spirit and one is gratifying the desires of the selfish nature, but they're very like different ways of living. It's not a pick and mix lolly shop, right? You can't just come over here to the, the ways of the Spirit and go, oh yeah, I like this and I like this and I like this and then come over here and go, oh, but I also really like this and this and this from, from the ways of the, the selfish nature, right? They're two very different ways of living. You can't wake up one morning and go, yeah, I think I'm going to walk by the Spirit today and then wake up the next morning, oh, I don't really feel like doing, I, yeah, no, I'm just going to gratify the selfish desires today that's yeah that, that's what this is saying right and he pauling is encouraging us to walk by the spirit choose to walk by the spirit that's that's basically what that passage says make sense yes. great now here uh verse 19 i'm going to switch over to the passion translation because most of the um, normal translations use words like debauchery and flip. I feel I feel like I'm quite learned, and I w- had to look up what that word meant. Um, so I thought I would use the the Passion translation because it, it 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 uses language that we can understand and, and relate to. Right? Is that okay? Cool. So here we go. Verse 19 in the Passion translations. The cravings of the self-life or the selfish nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography. Great start. Uh, Verse 20. Chasing after things instead of God. Manipulating others or trying to control others or control situations so that you feel okay. 
Uh, hatred of those who get in your way. Senseless arguments. I see quite a lot of those on social media. Um, <laughs> resentment when others are favoured. Temper tantrums. That was me yesterday on the football field. Angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions. Yeah. Uh, that one, that little bit there actually hit me really hard on the weekend. Being in, in love with your, own trans, uh, with your own opinions. I realized that the, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, who were the religious leaders in the time of Jesus. So they were basically your Andy and your Matt in the time of Jesus, right? <laughs> the Pharisees and the Sadducees were so in love with their own opinions, uh, their own interpretation of, of what was essentially their Bible, the Torah, uh, uh, that, that, that when the Messiah, which, which is all that the Torah talked about, the coming Messiah, when the Messiah came and literally stood in front of them and spoke to them, they couldn't see him. They were so in love with their own opinions that they couldn't see the Messiah. And in fact, they were so, they were so in love with their own opinions that they were horrifically offended by what the Messiah actually had to say to them and cried crucify, and not only cried crucify, orchestrated the crucifixion of the Messiah. Oh God, let me never be so in love with my own opinions that I don't see you stood before me. That hit me so hard. Whoosh. Verse 21, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, Uncontrolled addictions, hashtag social media, um, gaming, anything that you do to escape your reality. Uh, 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 yeah, gaming, social media, um, uh, reading. People love reading to escape reality. Um, <laughs> Netflix, geez. Um, uh, and then there's, uh, I'm going to chuck this one out there just because I like to... Uh, poke at uh, people that like coffee. Coffee. Um, <laughs> uncontrolled addiction of caffeine. Whoosh. <laughs> um, wild parties and other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God? Okay, so we're called to go into all the world and establish uh, and give away the kingdom of heaven and establish the ways of heaven here on earth, right? How can we give away something that we don't have? Right? We can't. You can't give something that you don't have. And one of the main ways that you, that you get something or receive something is by inheriting it. Right? See where I'm going with this. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God? So if you're out there in the middle of a senseless argument, even if that argument, okay, your, your desire is to convince someone that God is good, you're in the middle of a senseless argument, 
you're not inheriting the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, you're not able to give the kingdom of heaven. So what are you doing? You're probably just throwing stones and hurting people. I mean, I'm guilty of this so many times. But, yeah, I'll just leave that there because it's, it's, that, that's good enough example. Um, verse 22. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, long-suffering. Oh, if we could learn to be patient. Kindness in action, a life full of virtue and goodness, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit or self-control. Never let the law, uh, never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. And I really want, um, I've got six minutes. Can I do it? Yes, I can. I really, uh, I'm just going to really quickly uh, read this out of Matthew 20 as well. It's Jesus speaking to the disciples. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great men exercise authority over them. But it is not this way among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant and whoever wishes to be the first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but the Son of Man came to serve and give his life. We're called, uh, yeah, I don't think we're called to point fingers. I don't think we're called to just point finger at the world and go, you're doing it wrong. I mean, where's that going to get us? Probably a whole lot of senseless arguments. Probably a whole lot of us manipulating and trying to control the world to look like what we think it should like, look like. Look like. Yeah. And that is not walking in the fruits of the Spirit. What I do think we're called to do is solve the world's problems because we have the answer and the answer is always Jesus. I just wonder what it would what what would happen if we as the body of Christ chose <sighs> chose to come to, to lay our lives down just like Jesus did and serve the world into its destiny. What would happen if we said, Hey, look, I, I'm a believer and I'm praying for you. I believe in you. I think you've got this. But if you do have any issues, anything that you need help with, I'm here for you. I can help you. That is In other words, kia ora. How can I help you today? Would you like some fries with that? You know, like, how can we come along the world, come alongside the world and serve them into their destiny? We're called to, we're just called to help them. Yeah. I've got four minutes. So I'll finish up with this. You can put that next slide up too, Sasha. When 
you slice open a lemon and squeeze it, what do you get? Lemon juice. When you squeeze open an orange, uh, when you slice open an orange and squeeze it, what do you get? Orange juice. When you slice open a Christian and squeeze them, what should you get? Jesus juice. Yeah. See, I think the question for the church, uh, the thing that the church transform the world and bring heaven to earth, where we often stumble, just like the just just like the disciples did it with Jesus, time and time again. Um, we struggle with the how, um, and and I think the how. Is, is these fruits of the Spirit, is walking in the fruits of the Spirit and coming alongside, coming low and humble and, 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 and serving the world into its destiny. And, and, if, and if we are truly to be just like Jesus, when we split ourselves open and squeeze ourselves out, even when we come under pressure, because that's what it is, squeezing, that's under pressure, right? Even when we come under pressure, we should ooze Jesus juice. We should ooze those fruits of the Spirit. We talk about new wine. And what is wine? It's crushed, it's crushed grapes. It's crushed fruit, fermented. And I think the new wine of the New Testament that we want to see is these fruits of the Spirit <laughs> crushed as we ooze them out over the world. Does this make sense? Um, so what I'll do in a moment is um, I'm going to ask some people to respond um, to the message. Uh, but before I do that, what I would love to do is who doesn't know Jesus, isn't in a personal relationship with them, um, or maybe has, has taken, a, uh, f- taken a back seat from the church and, f- and fallen away from Jesus uh, to, to choose to come um, into into relationship with them again. So, if everyone could close their eyes, that would be great. Um, James, actually, do you want to jump up on the guitar? That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, if you would like to take the opportunity this morning to um, start your journey of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe maybe it's your, it'll be your first time meeting with him, first time choosing him. Maybe you've um, fallen away and, you, and you'd love to reconnect with Jesus. I just want to give this opportunity for you um, here today just to reconnect. Uh, he's, he's the kind of king who comes low and, 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 and serves you into your destiny, serves you into all that, all that you could be. He comes alongside you. He is the ultimate good, good father. He loves you beyond uh, what you could ever hope or imagine. And so if that's you this morning, what I'd like you to do is, um, is just raise your hand for me this morning. If you're online and you're listening and you, and you want to give out, and I won't hang around here very long. If, if, if this is you, you've got about 10 more seconds just to raise your hand.
Cool, awesome. Thanks, everyone. You can open your eyes now. Um, so if you've been listening to me speak this morning and some of the things that I've said have hit you hard, just like they hit me hard this week as I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to communicate, um, but I need to respond to this older call probably more than anyone in the room. Uh, but if you've been listening to me speak and, uh, and you feel like in some areas of your life, maybe you've been walking in uh, gratifying the desires of the, sel- the selfish nature instead of walking in the Spirit, um, and then, then I'd love for you to respond this morning uh, and come up the front and surrender that area of your life to Jesus. Uh, and uh, and apologize maybe even and um, and ask God what he how he how he can empower you to walk in the spirit in that area instead um, so if that's you um, you're welcome to come to the front right here right now and um, yeah we'll have the the team praying with you as well we'll be allowed to do that